Welcome to Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here in the morning, folks. It's Monday. It's the first day of the week, and we are going to have a good show. You know, I wanted to say we are going to have fun, but how can we just today, after what has occurred yesterday, or rather a couple of days ago, what has occurred over the last nine or 10 days right here in one state. We're going to go through that. But before that, let me just do a little introduction here. You know, um, this is Politics Done Right. You know, we do Politics Done Right 10 times a week, five streaming only and five live on air with KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that I stream as well. This endeavor is completely funded by you voluntarily. That is why I make sure to maintain consistency, dependability, and accuracy with our videos, podcasts, blogs, articles, newsletters, and books. For the next two weeks, one week's down, one week's down for the next two weeks, we will be fundraising to fund the station for the next quarter. But guess what, folks? Um, to be sure, we will continue to maintain a substantive and informative program even during this fund drive. My program, Politics Done Right, must raise a minimum of $250 to cover an informative program that has been given one hour, five days a week. How can you support Politics Done Right? Please go to kpft.org. Please make sure to select Politics Done Right from the drop down box when you get to that screen so it will be attributed to our program. Alternatively, call 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Option number one, let them know if you want to give a one-time contribution or a monthly contribution. Please let them know it's for politics and rights so the contribution can be attributed to our program appropriately. Please consider getting a brick. Think about this. You would be inst instantiated at our station with a brick, showing that you are one of those who ensured that we were there, stayed on air. So please consider getting a brick inscribed with your name and message from a sustaining membership of 25 bucks a month for a 4.8 block or a $50 a month for an 8 by 8 brick. Or now that I've gotten the brick out of the way, let's go ahead and get busy with some politics. Let's get busy with things that matter to you. Please remember, you can give us a call and be on air 713-526-5738. Instead of the option one, hit option two, and you will be placed on air. Again, that is 713-526-5738. The title of the show today is Republicans in Texas are hiding from the gun issue as some pundits and politicians use Allen, Texas. While hosts like Jake Tapper gave Republicans a pass on the gun issue, Jen Psaki and Congressman Colin Allred nailed the gun narrative. Folks, um, I, you know, I, I got I had all my news off for about two hours on Saturday and I, you know, I was writing and I didn't want to be uh, I didn't want to be kind of influenced by what I was hearing. I didn't know about the shootings or anything yet. And then I turned on the TV and the Chiron showed uh, eight dead in Texas shooting. 
And I, I, for a minute, I, I figured, oh my God, from nine days ago or from eight days ago, whatever it is, maybe there were three others that were in critical condition that we didn't know about from the shooting in Cleveland, Texas that just died. And that's why the Chiron says eight. And then I started to see the pictures of the mall and I'm Cleveland is in, it was a rural area where this occurred at a house that, oh, it happened again. We're at over 200 mass shootings right now. And, you know, it took a while to process like this is touching. And it's not about it being touching close to home. It's just becoming second nature, a natural occurrence. None of us want that. All of us say we want changes. All of us say things that I, I, I want to start with a piece here that I that I did yesterday, uh, preparing for the show today. I'm going to play this piece, then we'll take it on the other side. But before I do that, I want to ask you to please go ahead and call 713-526-5738. Hit option one uh, to, to support the station, to support the program. Hit option two to get on air. And before I start again, how rude of me. Good morning, Howard and Mr. Van Beber. How are you guys doing out there in the control room? Good morning, Egberto. I am pleased to say that the tin cans and string have held up again. Well, we have the bringing politics done right. Well, we have the man, the man with a plan. You know, there, there's actually, I don't remember, there, there's this stuff that says a man, a plan, a canal, Panama. It spells the same backwards and forwards. I, 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 I just, 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 just shoot him. Do you know what? Anyhow, and Mr. Van Beber, how are you doing, Jack? Is Jack close by or, or? Yeah, I'm, I'm right here. I'm doing good this morning. Uh, you know, gu- guns are crazy. I got some I, other comments later, but for now, yeah. just guns are crazy. They are crazy. Yeah. I want to go ahead and play. Crazy go ahead, people I'm sorry. with guns. I said crazy people with guns. Yeah. Yeah. They themselves are just inanimate objects. Well, that's true. Um, and that is what that, that is what I really mean to say. I mean, I have I don't like guns personally, but I don't have anything against responsible gun owners at all. I think it's their right, whether they're in the United States or elsewhere. The thing about it, you got to be responsible about it. But here in the United States, listen to this and then we'll go ahead and take it on the other side. I could not be more upset at this point with the way uh, Jake Tapper conducted this interview with uh, Karen Finney, uh, Jonah Goldberg, Representative Hillary Shelton and former uh, vice president's help, uh, Mark Short. I want you to think about this. Uh, he felt safe enough. To castigate both Karen Finney and Representative Hillary Shelton. Do you think he needed to correct them for the statements that they made? But for the asinine statements made by Jonah Goldberg and Mark Short, oh, that, they, he just let it slide by as if it had some validity. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. Uh, you flipped your Trump district in Michigan blue, and I'm wondering. Obviously, there is no appetite in Congress for the kind of sweeping gun measures that Democrats would like to pass. But what about something like red flag laws, aggressive ones where people can really try to keep guns out of the hands of people who are going through crises? Is that any is there any possibility of of bipartisanship there? No, I I think that there is, Jake. And one thing that I am seeing every day in Congress is a renewed interest 
to address this national trauma. Now, this goes far beyond the the carnage that we see bodies stacked up behind an outlet mall. Look at all those people fleeing the mall, the trauma that uh, it reverberates around our country, the mental health crisis that's rising in our young people who have been forced to bear the burden of gun violence in our country, which is now the number one killer of children in the United States of America. This is a uniquely American problem, and we don't have to live like this. I don't think that there is a a, a frontal way at gun control that pol- politically will work in any time soon. So if there are ways to do to make the prop to work the problem, I think it's going to be in the realm of, of of mental health. Red flag laws, I think, are an important thing. I'm very much in favor of those. Part of the problem is that this is these mass shootings are a form of social contagion where it is. People are, 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 have a switch flipped when they see this and then they try to, and they copycat. And we saw similar things with like political assassinations in the sixties and seventies. And then it just sort of stopped. That's, I don't think we can just wait for it to stop because it's such a huge problem, but understanding that it's a, it's a socially complex thing and doing things at the margins that help rather than hurt, I think is the only thing approach you can take. It's, this is a shameful, the number one killer of children and there's nothing. I mean, that's obscene, right? If we, if it was a flu, we would find a vaccine. And I think we have to talk about this as an example of the corrosive impact of money in politics. In Tennessee, the Tennessee legislature, they actually went out of session without passing gun legislation, despite the fact that the mothers from that school where the shooting occurred were there every day for the last two weeks, begging them to just take up legislation. And what what did they do? They actually went out of session a week early because the gun lobby pushed them and said, don't you dare consider any legislation. I have to say, I, I respectfully disagree that money is the is the issue here. I think this is it's a culture. I, I think it's a cultural issue. I think I think people feel uh, an attachment to guns that that is that is beyond a, a five thousand dollar. The NRA is but bankrupt. I, it's, the, I, it's voters who care a lot about gun rights. But they still I, let me put show pressure you on. I mean, Congressman Mark Short. Let me just show you this. <laughs> so this, this is this is policies that the American people support, according to a recent uh, Fox poll uh, in, in April. 87% support universal background checks, 81% raising the age to 21 for the purchase of all guns, 80% requiring mental health checks, 80% red flag laws. Those don't seem like unreasonable intrusions on con- the constitutional uh, right. Well, I think that if it was really money in politics or the impact of the gun lobby, the reality is that Democrats had control of the House, the Senate, and the White House last Congress that didn't pass gun control legislation. So it's not so easy as we want to portray it as, Jake. But I also think the reality is that this year there have been 13,000 deaths by gun violence. The vast majority, 95% of them, are in inner cities. We have some of the strictest gun control laws in the country. We're not being tough on crime in general. I think we can actually have a much stronger impact if we got serious about getting tough on crime in our inner cities. But then why... Sorry. No, no, no. Last Congress, we did pass a once in a generation safer communities bill to, to combat this. There, I have personally co-sponsored eight different pieces of common sense, of, you know, gun control legislation that has the majority of Americans backing it and Republicans refuse to bring it to the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, we can preserve the Second Amendment and protect our children. This is not a zero sum game. But he's, he's, if I could just make the point that Mark's right in the sense that the AR-15 mass shootings get attention for obvious reasons, but it is the one-offs in the inner city that are actually more deadly 
uh, and, and bigger threats to the survival of Americans. Well, what have Republicans done about it? Their debt ceiling proposal defunds the police, cuts tens Stop. of thousands of Stop law it. enforcement Come jobs. But, you know, to, I mean, to be fair, let's, they, let's they, they haven't it. been specific about any of the cuts. Uh, which but, is is not a compliment. But in, in reality, but, uh, but what are accurate. Republicans doing about it? The Democrats are are out there with bills that will I- increase law enforcement on the streets, the funding vast the police. Cities and Democrat controlled, you know. Okay, Democrat but there's also been plenty of studies that show actually crime rates are higher in red states than blue states. So if we're going to go down that road, <laughs> let's talk some facts. I want to clarify though. I'm not saying that money in politics is the only reason. Right. I'm saying with the numbers you just showed about the will of the American people, there should be more, you would think, Republicans should be more willing to come to the table and pass legislation. What what Karen Finney said was absolutely truth. It's money in politics that allows us to have the horrendous gun laws that we have. It is money in politics that have purchased all the politicians that prevent us from doing what is necessary to pass good gun control laws that everybody can live by and reduces crime, not only in the inner cities, but also these terrorists that go out there and just mass kill people. Now, what did what did uh, Jake Tapper do when she said it's money in politics? He said, well, I don't know if it's money in politics, uh, Karen, but, you know, uh, it is money in politics. But here's what he shows right after that to shows you the inconsistency of the discussion when it comes to guns. He shows that 80 percent plus of Americans wanted background checks. They wanted to restrict guns for people, kids that are over that are under 21 years. There's a lot of gun control measures that Americans want over 80 percent. And he felt sufficiently correct to castigate Kenny, Karen Finney for saying that. Now, Representative Hillary Shelton, she points out that the new budget that the Republicans pass defunds the police. Well, then he says, well, you know, they didn't specify exactly what they want to cut. Well, you know, she should have come back and said, you know, Jake Tapper, you're partially right. They want to defund everything because given that they're saying whole thing steady at the 2022 level, that's the only way you can do it. Defund just about everything. So you're right about that, Jake Tapper. They don't only want to defund the police. They want to defund your social security. They want to defund your, your, your health care. They want to defund just about everything. But again, he felt it was good to castigate her. Now, Jonah Goldberg, I think he made a fool of himself. He's like, oh, we can't do anything about this gun violence because I think it's like copycats, you know, you know, back in the 60s when they were shooting off leaders, uh, shooting leaders, and it just then stopped. And so he wants it to just stop. But he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Let's not just wait for it to stop. But we can only do certain things on the edges. He showed a certain level of impotence and did Jake Tapper said, wait a minute, sir, with all the that with the high percentage of Americans wanted good gun control, we could actually do it. We don't have to listen to when you say things like, oh, it's cultural or no, that's not true. The polls do not say that. Now, the last lastly, Mark Shark comes up when when uh, Shotton's comes out and says, you know, they want to defund the police. And Mark Short says, well, look, the reality is Democrats were in power for uh, for a while and they did nothing. You know, given that that um, the, the, the host 
was able to correct Finney. Jake Tapper was able to correct Finney when he incorrectly correct Finney when she said it's money in politics that caused the problem. Why didn't he correct Short and said, well, Short, the Democrats couldn't do anything because they do not have a filibuster proof Senate. And therefore, there's nothing the Democrats could pass that would come into law because Republicans are blocking it because Republicans would block it. This just shows the leaning of the mainstream media is always to the right. It's always to protect uh, uh, Republicans when they come on the shows. It caters to them. It coddles them. And uh, progressives and Democrats just have to claw their way to try to get that message out through mainstream media. To which I say, maybe Karen Finney, maybe Hillary Shulton should start doing more politics done right as opposed to doing MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC. Well, do them, do them too. But maybe you should come here where you actually will get a fear hearing. Absolutely so. Absolutely so. And and it is some folks, don't forget, we are in fun uh, drive mode and we make sure to still give you a solid program even as we are fund driving. So give us a call 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. I want to thank El Señor Jack Van Beber for being a huge contributor to Politics Done Right. And the good thing about Van right now is he's also in studio. So Van, talk to me. Look, um, why tell tell our audience why you felt compelled to support this station via Politics Done Right. I, I think you're still headset on right now. Yeah, yeah he's he's going he's going to try to put that headset on. Did he hear me at all? Or oh, we can hear you. Okay, Everybody great. can hear you. Everybody can hear me. What can I say? Everybody can hear you. You don't even need a transmitter, Egberto. Oh wow! I can stay. I can stay and just shout off the rooftop, and everybody hears. Oh, yeah, sure. People on the south side are. Saying, you know, I'm in, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. And I'm not going to take it anymore. Anyway, and, the, and they're shouting in Cleveland. And I'm shouting in Cleveland. Van Beber, what's up, Van Beber? Anyway, I'm sitting here with the Zen master of tin cans and string. And, uh, you know, I wrote a little something this morning. It, it, it comes to me that, you know, this is the corporate model for government. You know, both sides of the aisle are being manipulated. The right is being propagandized with bigotry and hate speak and lies about the left, the gays and the lesbians and the transgenders and you know the promiscuous women who are seeking to hang on to 50 years of sexual freedom you know the the right the propagandized white supremacist gun nut who perpetrates these crimes usually gets killed you know so i'm saying the right is being manipulated too to do this uh, you know, this, the politicians are hiding behind, you know, the, the, the literal interpretations of the second amendment to not do anything. And, uh, I mean, you no, know, I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it. You know, I mean, it's all, and, and, and I think an important part that you nailed as well, in my humble opinion, um, Senor Van Beber, I, li- I just like to call you call you by your last name, Jack. But you know, you know, I love you, man. But anyhow, the the go to. <laughs> you know, the, the the thing about it is, I I think 
I think, you know, we, both sides can be propagandized or both sides can be under a certain amount of control, right? But ultimately, it's who, who's actually there for things that matter to people. And that is the thing that, I, that, that we try to drive home. But anyway, Jack, before, before you continue, I want to say this. Thank you for supporting this station, not only with your volunteer, volunteerism or however that is said, but with your, um, with your, with your financial support. Again, why do you do, do this? Well, you know, uh, there's not a lot of free speech out, out on the media today. It's been all eaten up by, by the big, big guys and the small guy doesn't have a voice. You know, and, you know, I've grown up and, and been in recovery and I care about people. I know what's going on out in the world. And, you know, I'm going to try to put a little different view on it with with my own opinion, you know, and I hope it's valid. I mean, I try to tell people when a lot of people say that, you know, they'll 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 call in and they're like, well, I don't know if this is valid or not. I mean, the thing about it is. An opinion is is just that, and it, it is it is a state that you're in, what you're feeling, whatever you know. So I mean, uh, opinions are valid. Just just a statement to everybody listening to the program right now. And by the way, uh, knowing about politics and right, we we want to hear all your opinions, whether it's on the left side of the aisle, the right side of the aisle. We'll disagree, we'll agree, we'll do all those things all the way in between as well. But I think it's important that. We're talking. If we're talking, we're not shooting up each other. What you saw in in these other places are people not talking but shooting. And you know, I mean, uh, on uh, on my e program as well, I tell folks that all the time. Some folks would be like, "Why entertain the other side?" And I would give the response: the other side is also us. It's only one country. It's not two. It's not three. It's one country. So anyhow, thank you very much for your commentary, uh, Senor Jack. I appreciate that. And Howard, anything you want to add before I kind of move on to where we're on ahead? I think we're good here. All right. 713-526-5738. Hit the number two if you'd like to speak on air. If you have a commentary, if you want to say something, we want to hear from you. 713-526-5738. Hit option number two. And if you want to, uh, you can call that number as well, 713-526-5738. Hit option number one to contribute or go to kpft.org to contribute online. And remember to select Politics and Right as a chosen show that you're contributing for. I have my screen up to see any contributions that come either by phone or online so that I can call you out if you if you allow me to do so. So give me a call, 713-526-5738. Hit option number one to contribute. Um, look, folks, uh, if you if you subscribe, if you subscribe for at least twenty forty dollars, I think it is, uh, you you are automatically uh, able to be a part of this station's voting block. In other words, you can vote for the for the leadership of the station. You can both locally and nationally. Remember, we are a part of Pacifica Network, a, a fairly large network of stations and affiliates. And you will have your say in that for uh, a contribution of uh, $40 for a a membership. But if you want a Politics Done Right t-shirt, a Politics Done Right t-shirt you can uh, get for a $100 contribution. 
And uh, you got that Politics and Right t-shirt with the KPFT logo on it. You can. I think there was also a bus thing, right, um, Howard? That um, that that somebody's offering uh, us oh, yeah. right now. Our very own Mr. McKinney has done it again. He is offering a tour of the historic uh, areas or picking you up here at KPFT. It's a uh, one point five hour, hour and a half tour. VIP tour of the historic Herman Park Museum District and Texas Medical Center. And it's only open to those who donate $75. Right. $75. That will get you a uh, ticket to the bus tour. I think they did one yesterday or we're going to do one yesterday as soon as the weather straightens up. It's an open air bus. It's really kind of cool. And plus, Mr. McKinney, he's worth paying $75 for just to watch him talk. Yes. <laughs> he's very entertaining. Yes. He's very, so, very entertaining. You can pick that up for $75 in our fun drive, and I think you'll really enjoy that. 713-526-5738, option number one to contribute, option number two to call and have your say. And by the way, I'd love to have some callers call in, 713-526-5738, and tell me your thoughts after uh, eight or so days after what we've occur- what occurred in Cleveland, to be once again watching eight of our fellow Texas citizens get killed by yet another AR-15. What are your thoughts on that? Let me let me tell you. Um, this week, every every one, the first Saturday of every month, I have a Zoom, uh, a Zoom webinar-like thing. It's not a webinar; it's just a Zoom meeting. And uh, anybody who listens to the show, they will just chime in. And it, it's called Ask Egberto Anything. And this, we had a very substantive Ask Egberto Anything this weekend. And the thing that touched me the most was two things. There is an American citizen who calls into the show all the time from Barcelona, Spain. And she was just sort of like, uh, what can we do? You know, uh, it's not only about guns, it's about the economy. It's about, you know, how how we continue to have our our monies, our our wealth just moved up to the select few. And she she was all distraught. And then uh, one of our listeners in Michigan, he said, you know, Egberto, I I don't know if I share your optimism that that um, that things are, 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 are getting better or going to get better. And. You know, the, the tone of the discussion initially started in that realm, to which I said, look, um, we know what happened in the past. We know what is happening right now. We don't know what's going to happen in the future, but here is the important thing that we still have the ability to do right now. And that is we still, in as much as they are trying to take things away with our votes, etc., we still have one person, one vote, and for all practical purposes, it still gets counted. And we still have the ability to vote out fascists. We still have the ability to vote out those who are passing policies that hurt us all. We still have that ability. They would love the sentiment that I heard from my two solid, solid listeners, that sentiment of, I can't do anything, that sentiment of throwing your hands up in the air and just giving up and disengaging. 
They want that because a, a disengaged population does not challenge the powers, the plutocracy, those who are trying to have their will at your expense. They know if you're disengaged. Um, I told you guys on Friday that I called up several of our state representatives on Thursday, I think it was that I called them when I took my daughter to a, an event. And the, the, the main one that I wanted to get to called me, uh, you know, she had, she was on the, on the, on the floor in, in, in Austin. And she said, uh, Egberto, I told you I was going to call you back. I'm sorry. I didn't get back to you on Thursday. She got back to me on Friday. And she, this is what she said. And this was bewildering to me. She said, Egberto, you, you talk all along that Texas is not a red state. It's actually a blue state that does not vote. For the caller that just called in, uh, we may have accidentally dropped you. Please give us a call again. Please give us a call again. And she said, Egberto, it's a non-voting state. And let me tell you what happened, Egberto. She said, 5.3 million Democrats in Texas did not vote. Else we would have had for governor, we would have had a governor, Beto O'Rourke, we would have had a lieutenant governor, Mike Collier. It was close enough that had some of those people voted, including many in Harris County whose vote count wasn't really up, would have we would have had a Beto O'Rourke. We would have had measures to control AR-15s. We would have had all these things. Lives would have been saved. And she said, right now, we feel, meaning Democrats on the field, on the line right now, she says, we feel like we are on a plantation. She also said, and this is a well-respected state rep. She said, uh, we feel like we're in a plantation. And then she said, and not even the governor is in control. Not even the governor is in control. Go ahead, Howard. Come on in, my brother. I wanted to talk about voting. It is your right as a citizen and your duty to vote. Uh, many people along the, the history of the United States have died for your right to vote. Exercise that right to vote. You tell them, you work for me, you get out of my house. We don't like what you're doing. It is your right and your responsibility to vote. I don't understand people who don't vote. It doesn't, it doesn't compute to me. You have a voice. You have to use it. Otherwise, one day you won't have that voice. And then we're starting to see that right now. All the gerrymandering, all the voting restrictions, etc. They're starting to take it away from you. Don't let them do that. People today, go out to a veteran cemetery. Those people sacrificed their life for your right to vote, for your say-so. Look at some of the folks who uh, marched in the civil rights movement. They wanted that vote. The women's suffrage, they wanted the vote. Use that vote. Honor those people. Uh, that, that's Sometimes that is the only reason I do vote, because I don't like the choices that I have. But I have to vote because people died to give me that right. You have the right to vote. Please, please, please use it. If you don't like what they're doing, vote them out. Get rid of them. Change the direction. You have that right. One vote, one person, fine. So 
it, it just boggles my mind that people don't honor the folks who fought for your right to vote. You have to go out to a veteran cemetery again. Look at all the people who died for your right to vote and you don't use it. Shame on you. And that's what I got to say. Thank you very much for that that um, message, uh, Howard. It is so important that we do that. 713-526-5738. What are, what's your thoughts? 713-526-5738. Hit option two to uh, get on air right away. All lines are currently open. Hit option one to contribute. If you contribute within this hour, I'll be able to call your name out right away. And and thank you on air. I love thanking folks on air, 713-526-5738. And likewise, please remember, uh, uh, please remember, folks, it's very, very important that um, that you support us. We we have a we are we are the only real community station completely funded by you right now on air in southeast texas 713-526-5738 i want to go on a short soapbox here and um we we are a family of volunteers that makes make sure to bring you what often you don't get from, well, you know, Johnny is there, so I better just put Johnny on and then I'll get on my little soapbox. Go ahead, Johnny, talk to me, sir. Uh, let, bring Johnny on, please. Thank you. Johnny, you're on. Okay. Are, you, are we there yet? Yes, sir. Okay, good. Um, um, with all due respect, respect to your guy who's talking about we should vote, I agree. Participation in the democratic process is something everybody should be encouraged to do and we should do. Not just for a moral obligation, but for other reasons. And not voting is a form of voting, provided you do it in a certain way like I do. I showed up at the polls to vote, and I voted in certain races, and I voted on certain amendments. But I did not vote in the governor's race. And I told them in advance why. I told the Democratic Party structure. I emailed. I voicemailed. I spoke to the campaign people for Beto O'Rourke. And you just said a moment ago, you said something like five million Democrats in the state of Texas did not show up to vote. That's correct. Okay, now when you say five million Democrats didn't show up to vote, does that mean that they did not show up at the polls to vote in any race? Or that they showed, or some of them might have showed up to vote in some races like I did, but not in the governor's race? She told me that they didn't show up to vote. Okay, so that's serious. That is a serious issue. That speaks to my concerns that I've been telling the Democratic Party leadership for decades. The onus is not on people like me or you. The onus is on the leadership of the Democratic Party. I feel like a broken record. Nancy Pelosi has a lot to explain, not me. She's the one. And other leaders of the party have done this. They are inflexible. They are sclerotic in their thinking. People out here are angry. And I'm not talking about those mutes who showed up on January 6th. I'm talking about regular people that work every day for a living, who pay their taxes. 
Try to put a roof over their heads and feed their kids, and they pay the tax that provides their salaries in Washington. Johnny. We can't expect a small handful of people like uh, Ilhan Omar and Bernie and Alexandria. They are outnumbered right now. Yes, they are. And and that's where that's where I was, I was I wanted to interrupt you a bit and say that we have to, and this is where progressives have to find a way to break the cycle of having to go with a whole bunch of neoliberals who turn on who makes people just want to stay home even as it hurts them even more. So I'm not disagreeing uh, with that at all. I think I was just saying that when you just said what I just said. So, as usual, we are in agreement. What I am angry about right now is when I hear people say, even people that I respect, saying that you have to vote. No. If you are given a choice between Coke and Pepsi, then what's the point? That is as pointless as people in Russia voting for, for someone who says he's going to be their leader regardless. Well, Johnny, I think, I think you're, you are wise enough that if you had a choice between somebody who is going to maintain the status quo and somebody who is going to eliminate your ability to vote in the future. At that point, you had to make the calculated vote. Am I correct? Let me say it this way. When I spoke to Beto's people, uh, they could not answer my question directly about Beto's voting record and about what he plans to do. And that's a big red flag for me. Him talking to that to the remember when that guy was uh, interrupting Beto, we we used the cuss word, and Beto returned the cuss word back, and everyone applauded. I was one of the people applauding Beto. I said right. that's the kind of attitude we have to see. We have to see in our Democratic uh, candidates that kind of no nonsense in your face rebuttal in real time. Right, because, because people respect strength. Otherwise, the other side, uh, Egberto, they become emboldened more and more. And exactly. Manifesting yes. Manifesting violence every day. Johnny, I agree with you. Johnny, let me jump to the other call because they're starting to come in now. So um, I appreciate your sentiment and thank you for listening and calling in, my brother. You know, thank I, you. I thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Let's go to Micah. Come on in, Micah. Yeah. Hi, Beto. Good morning. How are you doing, sir? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I was just coming to um, calling to make a comment. And you know, I was listening to um, one of those talk shows on Sunday morning. Um, I think this week, mm-hmm. and all that shows that um, by um, a poll that shows that the American people think that Donald Trump would do a better job at the, with the economy than Biden. Um, would or he did a better job during his time than Biden would. But then again, I just can't understand why the Democratic Party wouldn't go out there and tell the American people the record of the Republican Party on the economy over the past 40 years. You know, every um, Republican administration has, when they leave, leave um, office, we end up in a deficit. 
and then a, a Democrat has to come in and clean that up. And then another Republican will come in, it wrecks the economy again. And I don't know why the Democratic Party will not go out there and show the people that the Republican Party is not, has no concern about the economy of the country. They just Can I, let these people go about and saying that, you know, nonsense on every time. And it does, it does, they just being, you know, too lackadaisical about, you know, going out there and telling people what exactly is going on in this country. Micah, let me tell you, I think it's by design. And, you know, um, many Democrats get on my case for saying this, right? But there's not much difference between a moderate Republican and a neoliberal Democrat. In fact, they serve the same masters. Uh, the, the Democratic Party is factioned into the moderate base and the progressive base. The progressive base believe in the, the social programs and all of that. And, and, and the, the liberal and the neoliberal part of this party is there to keep the liberal base at bay, the progressive base at bay. So um, if we were to look and see the policies that really makes for better um, a better america for most americans right it means it will fly in the face of many of the ultra wealthy etc and uh, guess who protects that ultra wealthy as well not just republicans they have their feet in both parties the democratic neoliberal portion of the party as well as the republican party so when you see when you can when you see that uh democrats do not fight back uh, there is no way if if we were messaging truth that anybody would believe that the Republican policies have been good for the economy or that Trump was ever did anything positive for the economy. There's nobody that would believe that if Democrats were messaging appropriately. It so happened that a lot of the policies that uh, that Trump support are simply a whole bunch of neoliberal policies in, in this country, I'll go into that in another program in detail, Micah, but you, what you, your sentiment and what you're saying is absolutely correct, sir. Yeah, even, even here in Texas, there are a lot of um, things that are going on. And if the Democratic Party, even Beto O'Rourke, like I, I agree with your previous caller, when Beto O'Rourke stood up and answered that, um, that guy at the same time that he interrupted him, I can remember during the Bill Clinton era that when he had some, you know, people going around and as soon as a Republican or George Bush would come up and say something negative or whatever, Bill Clinton had his people going right back, coming back on TV or wherever it is and hitting them right back at the same time. You know, right. they, they wouldn't well, let me, let, let's, let's give a great example. Sorry to interrupt you. I, I, and the reason why is I have to run to another call, but I want to give you a quick example. And this quick example is look at healthcare, right? Uh, right now, Republicans are claimed to be fiscally responsible, yet they're leaving billions every year on the table because they refuse to uh, accept the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. Texans are paying for it. Hospital in, hospitals in rural areas in Texas are closing. Uh, people who need health care are dying. But because, again, ideological reasons, they don't do it. That should be that alone should be uh, should prevent many of disqualifying for any of these guys to be holding office. I got to go, Micah, to Brian. So um, anything else you want to say in 10 seconds? Just thank you for your thank um, time. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you so kindly, Micah. Let's go ahead and bring Brian in. Brian, how are you doing today, sir? 
I Brian, you're really talk to me. Um, well, I think the problem is you are absolutely right. Democrats, Republicans, the same crap in different suits, and they use the filibuster to convince their base, oh, we're doing something, but the Republicans won't let us. And the Republicans say, hey, look, it, we stopped them from doing exactly what you didn't want us not to stop them for. And then I don't want to bring the show down anymore, but you guys aren't even talking about the nine uh, human beings that were killed in Brownsville yesterday. That's how we started the show, sir. No, no, you're talking about the eight people in Dallas. I'm oh, talking about the nine people in Brownsville. Run oh, yeah. Didn't hear about that. Yes, I did. And uh, here's here's the issue with why I haven't spoken about that yet is that I didn't quite. I, I should have mentioned it. I. Uh, by the way, let me let me back up. I should have mentioned that in the beginning of the program. I didn't. But the thing is, I don't have full information on that as far as the if it was an accident or not. Well, they're saying it's a hate crime. But you're right. We should probably wait and find out if it was just the guy stepped on the gas. Right. And that I didn't know. I I should have mentioned that it occurred, but I didn't know what was behind it. But if it's a hate crime, again, it comes down to the Democrats and the Republicans and the mainstream media pitting us against each other. No one's illegal. Everyone has the right to live and the right to work, to feed their family. Look, I am, I am with you 100%, Brian, and, and I think, that as I explained to Micah before, uh, the, the problem is we have the, the, the folks that call themselves, let's say, the, the moderates, right? The, the, uh, the, these are our lib- neoliberal faction protecting the, 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 the upper classes against progressives, and believe it or not, on the right side, they're protecting themselves against the, the, what many of us believe or <laughs> well, the, uh, the the very right wing, which many of us think is pretty fringy, but again, that is that that is where we're at right now. Until we move that, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Thirty-seven magas. Oh. There, they are. They are extremists. They're a cult. I don't know how to convince them to come back to a system of American government that represents everybody. But yes, I, again, you are correct in that comment. So I think I what we have to do, I'm sorry, I think what we have to do, um, uh, Brian, and, and this is what I, I talk about a lot on, on my show as well, and that is we have to open the door to listen, do a hell of a lot of listening so that we can have them listen themselves into, into where they need to be. And I know it sounds, it doesn't sound quite right, but I've seen, we've done that before. We have to let people listen themselves into the right direction in a lot of ways, in, as opposed to preaching to them 100% of the times. I've, I've lost both my parents to the cult. Can't even talk to them anymore. Well, you know, let me tell you, I, I have a sister in the cult. I have relatives in the cult. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, I, I have brought some out simply by listening, talking, and 
And I tell you, that is what we got to do. So don't give up on your parents, Brian. That's all I'm going to tell you. Uh, don't give up on them and, and wait for that. Wait for the wedge part where you can actually get in. But I got to go now and, and do some asks here because we're yet to um, raise some funds for the show. And we need to also um, get a few things done, Brian. So thank you so kindly for calling in. Thank you for call, thank kindly for being a part of the program. Thank you, Alberto. All right. Anyway, folks, please uh, give us a call, 713-526-5738. Please hit extension number one to contribute to the show. I'd love to call your name out. We only have about eight or so minutes left, and I need your calls. We try to give you an informative show uh, every single day even during this fun drive. So please give a call, 713-526-5738, extension number one. And look, I'm going to throw myself on the block. I was telling, telling uh, Howard the other day, Howard and Jack, look, man, uh, contribute. Uh, it, it, uh, we, we'll go out for some coffee, $250, and we go out for some co- coffee uh, as, a, as a like, thank you, and what you want to talk about here, what you want to talk about Egberto, but do you want to slap him around or something like that for $250? Oh, that's $500 <laughs> to slap Egberto. <laughs> and then the question really is, is do you pay for the coffee? I'll pay for the coffee. I will pay for the coffee, right? You know? Okay. We'll stand by with all the bandages on the side. Okay. Seven. wants to slap Egberto around. Seven one three five hundred dollars going 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 gone. Come on, man. We come on. Let's let let's go ahead and give us a call. Seven one three five two six five seven three eight extension number one to contribute or go to kpft.org. Please remember to tell folks on the phone that you're supporting politics and right or on the when you are when you support us on our kpft.org website. Remember to select politics and right as the program uh folks a little soapbox here a little time that i have left soapbox i told you i was going to give you a show i gave you a show and and also took some calls but we need your support 713-526-5738 extension one or go to kpft.org i speak fast so i'm going to go again kpft.org or 713-526-5738 extension number one look I pay for uh, for cable. I think I'm I'm using YouTube Live for seventy nine or eighty dollars or something like that a month. High speed internet and other news channel. By the time I'm done, welcome aboard, Alistair Waters. By the time I'm done on on services to the corporations that bring me information, I'm paying probably north of two hundred fifty dollars a month in all these different types of communication services that bring information. And many of the information that's coming over there is information I don't necessarily want because they're, they're pretty much lying to me, trying to get me to buy something or otherwise. That's our system. Now, we also have a KPFT 90.1 FM Houston, and we have a politics done right, trying its best to inform us to declutter some of the news that you've got out there. All I'm asking for is, you know, many people are paying 250, 150 per month on these others. Can you somehow in a part of your budget say, I want to support a station that I, um, that I know is working for me? 
that I know I have access to, that I know if there's something bothering me about the news, I can call in, I can make my voice heard, or I know I can have someone who's willing to go out there and research this stuff for me and come back with a valid answer. And for that, I just have to give. Well, I don't have to give. I want to give for, 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 having, this, for having this service that, is, that I can get for free or I can decide to support to ensure they can continue doing it. Can you give us a call at 713-526-5738 extension 1 and say, I will support this. And knowing that you also have input in a station that's listening to you, that's a station that's not only on air 90.1 FM Houston, a station that's on the internet, a station that is everywhere. 713-526-5738 or kpft.org. A $100 contribution that you don't have to pay at once gets you the Politics and Right t-shirt with the logo on it. Hey, a 250 buck donation. I'll take you out to coffee. Come to the station. We'll go to a coffee shop. Get a tour of the station. Uh, we are here serving on a volunteer basis, but we have to pay for the 100,000 watt transmitter. We must pay for our electricity, our lights, everything that keeps this stuff going, our high-speed internets. So again, I ask to call 713-526-5738, extension 1, with your contribution for politics done right on KPFT, or go to kpft.org and contribute. I, I think it's, not I think, it is a worthwhile investment to ensure that you have an, a, a, a voice, a voice that's there, not only informing you, but that you can be a part of. That is how we can do it. Many people complain about, you know, that Brian just said, I don't know how my mother and my father could have been dra dragged down the rabbit hole. I hear that over and over again. We hear that the polls have that Donald Trump is better for the economy than Biden or progressives or whatever. We hear that. And you ask, how did that happen? Because the voices that need to be heard, the voices that need most to be heard are the ones that are unable to get the traction on air. Politics done right on KPFT is just one voice of many that we need to be out there telling the truth. But we can't do it unless you support us. 713-526-5738, extension number one, or go to kpft.org, select Politics Done Right as the program you're supporting. Folks, personally, I've dedicated my life to do this. I said, I left the company to say, you know what? At some point in time, somebody has to be willing to make the change for us all. Somebody has to be the one investing in us. And I remember one night just saying, you know what? We are always talking about somebody needs to do it. That somebody may be you. And that's when 
started doing all this with politics and right articles, blogs, writing books, all that kind of stuff, because it was like, I want to make sure that this, the country that I'm leaving to my daughter when I leave this earth is the same kind of country I had hoped to be in when I came to America. 713-526-5738, extension number one to contribute or go to kpft.org, kpft.org. Please select Egberto. Uh, not Egberto. Not Egberto. What am I saying? Please select uh, yes, politics and right. Go. <laughs> Talk, to me, right. Talk to me, Reynolds. Talk to me, Reynolds. Talk to me. Oh, I'm just uh, sitting here thinking, you know, this is a very unique radio station in the fact that we do get listener support. It's done it for 53 years. You want to put your name in the hat and keep this station going. Politics Done Right is a fine example of it. You will not hear the truth anywhere else. It's corporate truth on the other stations. Here, Egberto tells you the truth. Whether you like it or not, whether you agree or not, it is the truth. So I think that's worth supporting. 713-526-5738, extension number one. Folks, I want to hear from you. If if any of you uh, were waiting, say, well, I, I want to listen to the program. I'll do it after. If you do it after, please remember when you're at kpft.org, please do remember to select Politics Done Right so that it will be appropriately attributed to our program. We cannot do this without you. Uh, again, like I said, many times during Fund Drive, everybody, uh, you people kind of tune out. Ah, they're asking for money. Now I got to go to another station. I try to play the, not the middle role, but give you more program than pitching because I know that many of you will do that after the show. You'll go ahead and, and, and put it in and I'll, I'll call you out on the next program. But, but we do need your help. 713-526-5738. Let's stay on air. Folks, my name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right. I want to thank Jack Van Bever for answering the phones. I want to thank Howard and Reynolds for being in there in the studio. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.